0: Yeah. yeah, old school. That's what I'm talking about. Listen, this ain't for everybody. But some of y'all need to hear this. I know you're in the trenches fighting, me. but check it out. I'm going to put it down like this so I can help the saints understand. Everything you're going through, is all part of the master plan. Or what? You thought because you got saved, everything was going to be pieces and cream? You better wake up, son. Don't nothing come to a of but a drink. Faith without words is dead. Read your Bible. You know what it says. He who don't work, don't eat Blackers don't get fed Yeah, Jesus said He who puts his hands to the palm Looks back, the same makes fit Some of y'all ain't been in the pictures five minutes And you about ready to quit I ain't mad at ya I'm just hitting you with the real If you died for me, I was still tripping Now how you think that make you feel? Check this out, deep game, this is deep huh. Some of y'all ain't sawing nothing but your study trying to reach huh? But after him who's able to position your father's by his glory. Struggle might be part of your testimony, but it ain't the end of the story. Now the point of prophesied way back in the day. Quiet, your hook right here and see if the church can relate. Say What would Jesus do? Why are you asking if he ain't trying to do what he's saying? He told you he was going to have tribulations, but you thought he was playing. One minute you tell her how good God is and can't nobody beat the talk. The next minute you back fight so fast, look like you're moonwalking. Oh yeah, I'll be to myself because I ain't no better. It ain't like I've been following his every word, obeying it to the letter. So we told you. We got to remember that, regroup, stay on point, hey yeah, bow down, confess, repent, stay humble, let him anoint. huh? It ain't easy as I thought it was, I'd be lying if I told you that, but it's showing up getting better all the time, trust me, that's the fact. Ain't never we going through that can't be handled, God put that on his tongue. Like they say, you can shout now if you want to, cause the battle's already won. So while you're going through the valley, don't even trip, you're going to be on top. Choirs in the hook line one more again, that's time you don't stop.
1: we're gonna pump the brakes right to everybody welcome to the show this is my host Lamont Patterson and you listen to I Am Indy I just had to give a minute to big boy upstairs because it's my belief and I hope it is yours you know that we're gonna work this thing out this thing called life because this is crazy ish going on out there right now in this world so um you know, somebody got to help us see our way through this. You know, I started calling my alien brothers, you know, but if I start having people coming from another planet just to go check us and make sure we straight, man, that's going to be some whole other stuff. But anyway, <laughs> sit back on this hump day. You know, we made it this far, so, again, we big boy upstairs. I hope we make it the rest of the way. Matter of fact, I know we will. Um, you know what I'm saying. Anyway, we got a great show lined up for you today. We have a dynamic female vocalist, performer, writer, artist. I might even throw acting in there. I don't even know if she's an actor yet, but maybe, and I just don't know. It's going to be joining us in uh, one second, but uh, sit back. Uh, let me see if her airplane has landed. She might be circling you know, the airport right about now. You know how them stars are. So, uh, hold on one second. Let me see if she's in the building.
2: Hold on. I, hold on. Am, in the, I am in the, with your hope in the mind pattern. I'm independent, but a minute I'm feeling fine all the time on my mind. I am in the, with your
1: That way, in I guess Did I say who our guest is today? Miss um, Fire Next I hope I'm saying her name right Because I had the opportunity to listen to her music And see her video And she is fire I give you that much yeah. Are you in the building, dear?
3: Hello, hello I have landed ah uh-uh. Ah-ah <laughs> uh-uh. uh-uh.
1: How you doing, huh? Great, great to have you on today.
3: Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here.
1: I apologize for my moment of being silly, but you know what? I always like to do that because it makes me feel better.
3: No, you got to be a little silly, right?
1: Absolutely. Look, it's part of this business, man. How else can we survive it? You know what I
3: mean? (laughs) Right, exactly.
1: So tell me, tell me, give me the proper pronunciation so I don't say your name wrong because I don't want to get slapped.
3: <laughs> well, as much as I love the fire, because, you know, I'm bringing that. It is Pia, Nick.
1: Oh, okay. See, 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 see. I tried I'll, to I'll protect
3: take fire,
1: my... too. That's fine. Oh, yeah, yeah, because, I, like I said, I told <laughs> I told everybody, you know, I got to check out your performance. And, um, you know, I'm from old school, so. You know, we come up with acting, and performing, and you couldn't be an artist if you didn't have no stage presence, you know. Not like a lot of today's, you know, like a lot of today's artists, you know, they they good studio, they do good studio work, you know, produce artists. But when you can take that to the stage and rock the stage, you know, stage left, stage right, and you can bring it like that, you know. It takes your whole thing to a whole other level, you know.
3: Oh, absolutely. I'm right there with you you on that.
1: You, hit, you
3: got it, girl. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that coming from you. Come on now, that's a huge compliment. Thank you so much.
1: Yeah, I'm still struggling. And struggling in the trenches like everybody else. You know? <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: Hey, if we don't stay I humble in this biz, hey, look, if we don't stay humble in this in this business, especially now, you know, because people ain't got no money to blow. You know, they, they be trying to figure out ways. Right. They be trying, you know, they be trying to figure out ways how not to support you. You know what I'm saying? So
3: oh
2: you,
1: yeah. You can't yeah. you can't come with no ego and attitude
3: no, and all that.
1: Old no. Stuff. No, none of that. No, not if you want to eat anyway.
3: <laughs>
1: right. Not if you want any friends. Yeah, that's true too. Uh Sophia, um, Tell us a little bit. You know, I got a gang of questions, here, um, gang of questions for you, but, you know,
2: yeah. I just
1: like to do my thing a little bit different. I like to hear more from the artists. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you got a yeah. ton of accolades here, and I'm definitely we're going to get to those those that great, great accomplishments. But, you know, we got a lot Thank of other you. young girls out there, you know, that's trying to do yeah. what are trying to do. And I would mm-hmm. like to, for you, You know, just to tell them a little bit about you, tell them about who you are, you know, what got you on this music thing, what you got started. Did you play music in school? Did your parents play music? Tell us a little bit about that, you.
3: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, it's funny. I actually, um, I mean, I've always had music in my soul in some way or another. Um, But growing up, I always thought I was going to pursue dance. Dance was my thing. From the time I was like "Mm," three years old all the way up to my adult life, um, I was a dancer and I trained in, you know, everything, ballet, jazz, tap, contemporary theater. And, you know, that was always my thing. And um, I sang too. I sang in school. I sang in choir um, (laughs) more than anything else. I sang in the bathroom where the acoustics are really good. And I would (laughs) give myself little concerts, (laughs) literally, you know, five, six years old looking in the mirror soap bottle for my microphone and just, you know, singing my lungs out. I remember I was, at the time, you know, Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera, those were like our girls, and so I would sing Christina songs until I had no voice left, but at the time, but I was just doing it for fun. I loved to sing. I loved to perform, and my whole life, I grew up dancing, and I competed, and actually when I was 18, um, I was on that TV show, So You Think You Can Dance, which had always been a dream of mine. And it launched my dance career. So I moved to Los Angeles, and I danced professionally. I toured. I did award shows and danced for some pretty big-name artists. Um, But pretty early on, I thought, you know, this is great and all, but there's just so much more that I want to do, and I want to tell my own stories. And, you know, as a dancer, your job is to be, you know, you're a professional background dancer, right? So you're always helping other people tell their stories and perform you know, execute their visions, and I just had such a, you know, bigger, grander vision and stories I wanted to tell and things I wanted to create, so there was always that missing element, and um, pretty early in my dance career, I remember my manager called me up and said, hey, uh, there's this audition for this girl group, um, it's like an EDM group, they're represented by a branch off of Interscope Records, like, do you see?" And, you know, I was like, yeah, you know, in, in my bathroom, but yeah, yeah, I sing. Like, do this thing. So, <laughs> um, so I'm like, sure, why not? So as fate would have it, I actually wasn't able to make the audition. I, was, I got booked on another dance job out of the country. So while I was gone, they had their audition. I think they auditioned 300-plus girls, didn't find who they were looking for. So when I came back, they said, hey, are you still available? Would you want to come in for a private audition? So I did that, and um, I think I actually sang, like, a Christine Aguilera song, of course. (laughs) And I remember that they offered me the position on the spot. So here I was stepping into a whole other world. I was the only girl of the group who had never stepped foot in a recording booth. I didn't know what I was doing, but, you know, I had that drive and that song in my soul. So I ended up uh, performing with them. We did a tour through the U.S., um, We put out a couple singles, and it was absolutely incredible. And I remember the first time I ever stepped foot in a recording in a sound booth. I was like, man, this whole time I'm thinking dance is my biggest calling, but this, this is what I'm meant to do. And so from that moment on, it was music all the way. And um, because I was the underdog, I had to push myself and um, take tons of vocal lessons because, again, I hadn't really ever done that. You know, and uh, I had to really work extra hard just to be competitive. Um, and at the same time, at this point, I was doing EDM music, which is great. But again, it's not, you know, the song in my soul. I was raised on that, you know, that Motown in, in our house. All we played was Temptations and The Four Tops and, you know, Stevie Wonder and Marvin Gaye and right. Etta and Aretha, And so that's the music I wanted to make. Um so eventually when the contract ended, I took a big leap of faith and I, you know, exited and decided to start from ground zero and make this album that is now out. Um, and I was just so blessed because that's when you know there's some sort of divine intervention because everything just started to fall into place. The people that I needed, the things that we needed, the opportunities, the songs started coming um, Of course, not without tons of work and effort and learning and trials and errors and loss of failure. But, you know, here we are today with this authentic, juicy, jazzy, you know, album that I've always wanted to come out with. And I think I finally, through this crazy long process that I just, you know, bored you with for the last 10 minutes, um, here I am, you know, becoming the artist that I've always felt inside was you know, somewhere deep down there. But yeah, it's been it's been a journey. I don't know if that's the thirty minute answer you wanted. <laughs> but that's it. No, I mean and I mean you know that's version. fantastic
1: You know, that that's fantastic because um there's so many artists out there, you know, they they watch videos and they think, Oh, okay, this, this is fun, you know, I could go out and do that but they don't really understand, you know, the the, the sacrifice, um, the time um, the mm-hmm. work goes into you know to being you know an a artist, uh, an artist yeah. other than a karaoke singer. You know, they totally totally right. You know what I mean? Oh, I, Oh, so, to, yeah. To, to, to be a, a complete artist, I mean, you know, it's it it's work. It, you know, it's it's time, mm-hmm. it's it's preparation and all of that. And I think my worst fear uh, when when I was doing my little artist thing is I always tried so hard to be good it was the anxiety yeah. and the anticipation that almost gave me a heart attack all the time because oh yeah you know um you don't want you don't want the failure you know you just want to be great all right. the time and
3: we end up putting <laughs> right. more
1: pressure on ourselves than anybody
3: <laughs> absolutely i mean totally it's such a vulnerable thing to do as an artist you're asked to constantly put forth everything right whether it's your best your worst whatever it may be it's on the front line for all to see and that is such a scary place to be but at the same time I think it makes us you know more relatable we're we're artists because we show people things that they you know can relate to and can see a little bit of themselves in and not everyone's perfect all the time (laughs) too much well, it's kind
1: of like almost music, 'cause they say, you know, music is the international language, and you know, that's yeah. a really, great song can elicit all types of emotions from people, you know, and, mm-hmm. and they can relate, they can relate to the uh, the lyrics, and you know, I've heard a lot of artists even say, you know, if they can't if they can't relate to the song, actually feeling the song, by comparing it with some of their life experiences, they can't really do the song justice. Does that make sense?
3: To yeah. Oh, oh, absolutely. I I would say I would agree with that wholeheartedly um, because it is. It's hard to think uh, about something that you don't, you know, have much of a relationship with or you don't have an experience of. I mean, when I write, it's all based off of things I've gone through or things that, you know, make sense to me. So, yeah, it, it does feel a little bit forced if you're, you know, trying to think about something or not even seeing you know whether it's acting or whatever the art form, it has to hit home somewhere for it to really you know do it justice,
1: yes, yes, and see, we just led into one of your little questions I have for you how you write your material, mm-hmm. and you just told us,
3: yeah, yeah, i um yeah, I guess to me it's uh it's funny because if I can't write a song in fifteen minutes something's wrong when i get and i i feel like the best way to describe it for me whatever you believe in or what however you know you see the process i feel like i almost get these messages or i get this inkling to need to channel something in i'll have an urge to want to sit down at the piano or just even just a melody that you know won't get out of my head and i as soon as i sit down i usually that's where i start it's at my keyboard and um I just, I feel like I start channeling something. And within a couple minutes, I get a a basic melody. And then I usually just start kind of humming along and find a top melody. And then lyrics start to come. And the best songs I've ever written, I've written the first draft in probably under 20 minutes. And to me, that's a sign that that song was, it was its time. (laughs) It needed to come out. It's very hard for me to sit down without that sort of inspiration and, you know, be told, okay, go write a song now that's a lot harder for me. Yeah, right. You know, it's got to be kind of organic.
1: I had to change my environment, too, because I find myself writing a lot of blues. He took my dog. He took my dog.
2: (laughs) 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 Oh,
3: my God, that's so me. That's so me. (laughs) Yes, I know, yes. I could write those songs all day long. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: yeah, well, that's what they think. When they say, well, I, I just keep it real, that's what you're doing, keeping it real.
3: <laughs> Absolutely. That's one thing that's always important to me is to just remain real. I feel like so many times, as you know, in the entertainment industry, you're kind of forced or encouraged to be this untouchable, glamorous, whatever. And that's great, and that has its place, but. I mean, beyond that, we're all real, and I just—I always hope to remain real and relatable, and I hope my music portrays that as well. Yeah,
1: I can feel your spirit. You know, you just got one down-home type spirit too, and and that's the foundation, boy. That's the rock that keeps you solid.
3: You know. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Yes.
1: Yeah. Well, tell us, tell us this one then. You know, 'cause I haven't done this one. How does it feel to be on the? Uh, The Billboard magazine.
3: Oh, Oh my gosh. Um, That was insane. So last year, uh, my album, Everything Girl, this album I keep talking about, um, it finally came out. Uh, And it did really well. And I want to say it's a lot to do with, you know, some of the legends that are on it as far as production. I mean, you know, we had, I'm sure we'll get into this later, but the Swampers and we had, you know, Will McFarlane, music production and, you know, Brian Malouf and all these big names. And I think it kind of caught the attention of the industry. Um, and also the music turned out damn good. So long story short, we were so lucky to be invited to have an what I thought was going to be an ad, you know, a small like quarter or eighth of a page ad inside of billboard magazine right and um before it comes out there's really no way to like see the template or whatever so you know we hear we're going to be in the magazine great time passes march 10th is our issue we wait for it to come out right so um you also can't actually get a hard copy of a magazine (laughs) just about anywhere until like a week after its release date so for like a good week this magazine was out and i had no idea Um, billboard was awesome and they actually mailed me a couple official copies and you can imagine my shock when i open it up and no no i'm not a tiny little quarter of a page ad inside i'm on the entire back cover of billboard magazine (laughs) (laughs) it was probably one of the most surreal moments of my entire life thus far um and i just i yeah i don't even know it was it was insane. So, and, and Demi Lovato's on the front cover of that issue. And she's an artist that I've always admired and thought is doing some cool things. And it was just it was really cool to have that moment because it was such a validation of, you know, you have come a long way and you deserve this spot. And it, it just puts you next to, you know, other artists and other people of that caliber that you're striving for and shows you that really it's not that far off. So it was a very surreal, but very, you know, hard-earned moment. I believe.
1: Yeah, dreams do come true. Listen, um, we got everything. True. We have everything, girl, um, queued up. So we're gonna play that quite a bit. Yay! Play, oh,
3: yay! Wonderful! So Thank everybody,
1: you. Oh, no worries. It's our pleasure. <laughs> So listen, everyone, like I like to say, let the windows down, turn the air conditioner up, and put your ears on this. This is Sid Next with Everything Girl. Time for you.
3: <laughs> thank you so much.
1: I was going I was going to ask you a crazy question. i was going to say, what was your inspiration for that song? No man didn't say nothing about your cooking did it.
3: <laughs> right? No, thank God. You know <laughs> This song was so important to me because this was the first song I wrote, believe it or not, when I stepped outside, you know, and said, okay, what would Fia Nix do? Who is Fia Nix as an artist? What kind of sound do we want? Who am I really? And actually funny, I wrote this song because I'm from Colorado. Anyone who's been there knows that we get these random blizzards. And uh, I got snowed in one day. And out of, you know, sheer boredom, I'm like, well, let me just sit down and at my keyboard and see what happens and like you just said I was in that bluesy kind of mood and I just started messing around with some simple blues chords and just honestly kinda singing some crazy lyrics and kinda having fun with it and this melody just came to me and I I just I felt like this song could be so fun and sexy and simple and you know, melodic and groovy and I, I just it just started to come to me and I felt like this could really represent me as an artist, Um, you know, a strong, independent woman who's, you know, fearless and doesn't, you know, just kind of embody who I wanted to be as an artist. Um, And so I just kind of had fun with it. And it was the first thing I had ever written that sounded anything like this. Um, And so it was definitely something new for me. But when I showed my team, everybody really liked the direction. um, And it just came naturally. But I don't know. I just wanted it to be fun and, you know, have that sexy thing. And I kind of had a video in mind, which is actually something I'm working on now. Uh, I wanted to have kind of like a, you know, a little bit of a cabaret feel, a little bit of soul, a little bit of jazz. I just thought it could really be something Fun and powerful, uh, and be a good statement piece. As you know, see you next year, everything girl.
1: Right, I definitely like the feel of the song, and um, I tell everybody, you know, if you don't catch the people with that part, they're not really gonna care about the lyrics too much.
3: Right. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You well, know, well, thank you. If
1: they love, if they love the feel of the song, and you get that bob, that head bobbing a little bit. But yeah, you know, yeah. You, you know you got them, man. You got
2: them, you
1: got them. Then. You got men. them,
2: man. You got them. Yeah, but you,
1: but you got to get that little head bobbing, boy, because if you don't catch them, they're not going to pay attention to what you're talking about.
3: Oh, boy. yeah, no. <laughs> Absolutely. I had the,
1: I had the same conversation with some old-school, traditional uh, gospel people um, mm. in, in, in regards to contemporary gospel. Because I say, well, you're not like contemporary yeah. gospel because I feel like you got to get with the millennials. You've got to get with the youth. you got to right. get them to hear what you're saying. And the only way yep. you're going to get them to hear what you're saying, you got to get that head bobbing. And once you get that head bobbing, <laughs> then you could feed them the message.
2: Right. It's almost
1: like the get it's almost like in. the pied piper, you know the pied piper thing. You yeah. almost like you got to catch them, get them something, and then once you get them that, <laughs> then you could tell them everything you want to tell them, and they're gonna hear you. Absolutely. But if you don't get that, you're yeah. wasting your time. And, and you yep. would figure these people that are older than I am would understand that because that's just simple. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's right. simple to me.
3: Yeah, yeah. Catch their attention, and then once you have all ears, it's all yours.
1: Yeah, you know, if you want to speak to somebody, find out what language they speak.
3: Amen. Absolutely. That's simple.
1: If I don't speak yep. French, don't tell me nothing <laughs> in French. <laughs> <laughs> <Oui, oui. laughs> <laughs> wee
3: yeah, like wee. Yeah, in
1: French. Yeah, you got to give it to me the way that I can receive it.
3: Absolutely. So,
1: Fia, who is uh, the Fia Nix Empire? We'll talk about that one.
3: Yeah, so the Phoenix Empire, um, that is a term that I came up with that represents a group of people, and this is this is what I want to create. If, I, if there's any sort of legacy to leave behind or anything that I want my music to instill in others, I want it to really, truly invite people into this empire, and that would include any and everyone who, if they want more, they're big dreamers you know, they're fearless, they're they're not going to settle for just, you know, the mediocre. These are people who, big dreamers, because I'm a big dreamer, and I just want people to know that there is so much out there, and there's so much, you know, of life to grasp, and big dreams are okay, they're not ridiculous to go after, and there are people who will support you in that, and so I just want the empire to be a group of people who empower each other who spread positivity and love in the world because God knows we need that right now. And people who are, you know, wanting change, pioneers for change and just to the empires, I welcome everyone to my empire. Um, Anyone, you know, as I just described, somebody who is ready to make a difference and really put their stamp on the world and um, yeah, encourage each other, lift each other up. Like I said, create positivity because, that's what I do. And I, I mean, and also just being, realizing that we're not alone. This empire is an idea that we're united, right? So things that we're going through, hardships, tough times, um, we're all here for each other. We're all going through it. We all fall on hard times and we all have, you know, our issues and our things that we need to work through and, and to think that we have, you know, an empire around us lifting us up, you know, with us in hard times is just an empowering feeling, So I would hope that, you know, I could create this, what I call the Phoenix Empire, which welcomes all of those people, you know, artists and people just of of all walks of life as well. Um, The empire is always open and looking for other, these are game changers. That's what I like to call them, my game changers.
1: Well, we know that you've been through a whole bunch, well, we'll we'll let you tell us, listeners, but we know that you had to go through some things in order to go through to get to where you are today, well, tell our listeners with some 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 of the hard times. I don't know what happened. Tell <laughs> our so listeners with some of the things that, that the, the, the the hiccups and the hard times that you went through in, in your journey.
3: Yeah, you know this is a tough question because just to you know put it very honestly and real and just to be very frank, I don't know that there's ever a time where it's not really hard. And that's not said to discourage anyone. As a matter of fact, I hope that encourages you to push forward because there is a million people out there that will tell you that, and this has happened to me, each each one individually, that you don't have enough money to make these dreams happen. You don't have enough talent. You don't have enough resources. You don't have, you know, X, Y, and Z. There's a million people telling you why you are going to fail. And sometimes it gets really hard to block that out. Um, Right. And and a lot of times, too, these people aren't enemies. They're not trying to be malicious. Sometimes people are just, you know, speaking from their own experience, or maybe they're trying to spare you or save you um, from hardship. But there's a ton of naysayers out there, um, a ton of negativity. It's very hard not to get up, you know, in your own head, to doubt yourself. I would say 99% of the struggles, that I go through and that probably a lot of us go through are mental, breaking down these mental barriers. And when you've been told no a hundred times, what keeps you going for that hundred and first time? I mean, what you have to find some sort of inner strain to ask again, because after a while it's like, man, how much rejection can I take? How many times can I fail? Should I even do this? Is this my correct path? Like, you know, it's, it's, such a hard battle so if you're going through all these things i encourage you to just remember why you do this and who you are and something that's always helped me is surrounding myself with a group of like i said like people in my empire people who support you and love you and will help you remember who you are and why you do this and at the end of the day don't forget too it's still about the music i do this no matter what if i were to never you know come out into the public light again, I would still make music because that's within my soul. That's what I love. And if you take it back to the art of it and less about the business, um, it makes those hard times a little more bearable. Um, So I would say mentally my struggles have always been, you know, just fighting that internal dialogue and just persevering because it, it does take that. It takes a thousand rejections um, it takes a lot of trial and error, and you have to fail to learn what works and what doesn't, and um, it's being able to get back up after that. Um, the only other thing yeah. I'll say on this similar topic is that I see a lot of artists, and I fell into this loophole too, um, who think that, okay, if I don't have $100,000, I can't produce this album. I can't make this music video. Um, If I don't have a booking agent, I can't tour. If I don't have, you kind of get the pattern here. What I will say about this is (laughs) I have learned from hard experience, so please take this and utilize it. You don't need all those things in order to move forward. They are very helpful, but there's so much you can do. And when you get resourceful and you think outside the box and you start making connections and you start being more, you have to think bigger. You can't get caught up on what you don't have. You have to think, this is what I do have, and this is what I want, and I'm going to find a way to get there. And there are other ways. And I think that's so important for a new artist.
1: The reason I was laughing is because I never had $100,000 to work on a project. (laughs) Right? I've always had had to put it together the best way I could. (laughs) You know what I mean? And and really and, and right it's funny right. that it 'cause seem like seem like the people that have those huge budgets, their projects come out sounding like crap. Right? Have you ever heard of, oh Have God, you ever right. heard of an engineer or a producer that overproduce stuff? I mean, oh,
2: the stuff the sounds
1: good the first or second time, and then they do yeah. shit over again 'cause they got a million yep. tracks to work with. And right. at the end of the day, <laughs> you just got stereo left and right unless you're doing you know yep. some five plus one shit. But other than that, yep. you know, come on, man, what you need a thousand tracks for? And this shit sounds when you no, try you to don't. mix it, it's like garbage, and you're wasting all that time and stuff. <laughs> all that That's money right. that you had, and this shit come out like garbage. And then you see some guy yep. that may have a, like a little ten thousand dollar home studio or something, and yep. this shit sounds great, you know. Absolutely. So it's all, oh, It's absolutely. all about. It's all about artists, producers taking the time to learn yeah. the craft, yeah. whatever equipment you have, learn how to make that stuff work. You know what
2: I mean? Because
1: yeah. these so many guys got all these big mixing boards and all that stuff, don't know how to make work, none of that stuff. You know?
3: <laughs> right. Exactly.
1: <laughs> it, it kills me. It kills me. So I know. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, we got another one of your songs. We got old God right here standing in my face. And all that's right. what we all right. Oh, God we, we right
2: do. now. Oh boy, God. I mean I'm hoping we <laughs> yeah. don't
1: Hey look I'm hoping we don't go into no because I don't know how to hide my oh, head. I don't wanna be run like <laughs> looking like an ostrich around here. <laughs> <laughs> your know, you head being a hole and your
3: foot being oh, exposed. God. <laughs> For real though. Oh my
2: god, I'm gonna be right
1: next to you. Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah, maybe you act like an ostrich, you know, your head being a hole in your foot <laughs> and your butt being Right. Right. <laughs> Oh, Oh, to my loyal listeners, love you much Uh, This is Fia Nix and you know who me is And uh, this is Fia's song, Oh God So let the windows down, turn the air conditioner up and put your ears on this And holler, Oh God, because that's what we need The high track, young lady.
3: Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you.
1: Yeah, you got a new fan.
3: <laughs> Yay! Thank you. I really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, you got a new fan. I love your vocals.
3: Thank you. Really, thank you.
1: <laughs> how, is that, uh, uh, do you have your own band, or you use different musicians, or how you put together?
3: Yeah, so, I mean, when we perform live, I have a band based out of Los Angeles um, that I work with pretty consistently. Um, They're just incredible. At our biggest scale, it's like a 10-piece band. We have a horn section, um, incredible backup vocalists. Um, I also have a small band that I use sometimes uh, in Denver when I go home. Uh, And then what you're hearing on the album, though, that was all the original Swampers down at Muscle Shoals, you know, Fame Studios, um, those incredible background vocals. Uh, those were actually my vocal coaches. Um, Laurie Edwards, she's absolutely incredible um, from Denver. And then, uh, yeah, so I will hire out musicians occasionally when we tour, but usually we travel as a crew. I'm pretty big about, you know, keeping us all together. Um, there's just a lot of magic that happens, especially live. You know, you get to know each other and really vibe together.
1: Yeah, it's always better when it's that way because it seems like they're vested in the project and not just coming yeah. to play because they're making a dollar. You know?
3: Right. And man, these musicians are so good. So half of you know why I love to be live so much and perform is because I just the music. They're just so incredible that they get me hyped and you know excited to perform <laughs>
2: yeah
1: i know huh seems like seems like it just <laughs> turns all the way up for real you know that energy <laughs> level like right. you just feel it you know and
3: oh my god uh, yeah, there'll be times when i make the band it. i'll make the band go around like six or seven times I just like lost myself in the music they're like all right see so ya." Yeah, like probably gotta move on and I've been going on for 20 minutes girl like what you doing down there on the floor let's go
1: Maybe but clock, you never right? know somebody else got look somebody else got to go on after <laughs> us and, and you'd be like ah, right. nope my stage
3: <laughs> yeah <laughs> not tonight honey my
1: stage <laughs> Hey, look, I'm gonna make it where you don't want to come on after me. <laughs>
3: that's absolutely right. I just became the headliner.
1: <laughs> yeah. but, Hey, look, hey, that's how it works a lot of times, though, too.
3: Mhm, mhm. Don't give me a stage and don't expect something crazy. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. So you had, um, you had a video out. Uh, what was it? Maybe just love me.
3: Yes. Uh huh. Yeah, that uh, that's another crazy story. Um, I'll try to give you the short version. But, uh, yeah, last year um, I released my first music video, um, and it's actually to the bellies on the album called Maybe Just Love Me. And the crazy thing is that I actually had a vision seven years prior. I actually had not a vision, a dream. In the middle of the night, I had this very, very vivid, very realistic dream um, seven years ago. And I woke up in the, in the middle of the night so inspired, um, didn't want to forget it, right, because dreams, for some reason, love to fly out of our heads. So I actually got up in the middle of the night, got my journal out, and I started drawing it out scene for scene because it had been that vivid and that particular. And at the time, I was more of a dancer than a singer, so I thought, well, maybe I'll you know choreograph a concept video and put something cool out, but for now, this project is huge, it would take crazy production i don't even know where to start with this so i'm just going to let it sit well i let it sit for seven years and fast forward you know we put the album we're getting ready to release the album and we're trying to decide what to do for our first music video everybody's saying you know do everything girl and i'm thinking of all these ideas and for some reason nothing was clicking and i kept being drawn to maybe just love me and uh One day I'm sitting with my mom actually in the studio and we're listening. We're doing like a little kind of listening party and I hear the song and I don't know how, but this vision came flying back to me from seven years ago and I was like, oh my gosh, I think this is what it's supposed to be. So I dug my journal out and it was so crazy because when we listened to the song and I looked at what I had drawn or drone, is that even a word? (laughs) What I had (laughs) drawn out. (laughs) <laughs> I had drawn That's out so cool. and I listened to the song and I, and they matched up like scene for lyrics. It was insane. It was just like these two things had been waiting for me to put them together so I knew that that was meant to be um, to keep a long story short, this video was such a grand scale of production just because of certain locations I needed. It actually includes the first ever that I know of um, choreographed contemporary dance duet um, that's happening on two moving escalators and in order to execute that everyone told me that's impossible no one's going to let you use that I was getting quotes for like locations at $75,000 for eight hours things that I just did not have and so this is why I tell you what you know everything is possible you yep. just got to keep trying and be resourceful long story short By so many miracles and the grace of God and just the fact that we were so bound and determined, thousands, literally thousands of emails later and a lot of people opening up their, you know, the great, good graces of their hearts. um, We made this video a reality and it was so successful, that it was actually a candidate um, in the Cannes short film festival as well as the Hollywood music and media awards. And it went on to win a Kelly award. So it was very, very incredible and gratifying because it was a dream and a vision that should have been, by all means, quote unquote, impossible. And we did it collectively as a team. And um, I'm so proud of it. Um, so it is out and it's on YouTube um, as right. well. And we it's fin- called Maybe Just Love finna- Me.
1: And we're finna let our listeners hear it right now. Everybody, Yay. this is Maybe Just Love Me. Put your ears on this.
3: Okay, your girl Miss Dramaganza, hmm check. Lip gloss, check. Mascara, check. I am Indy with the homie K-Bitty, check, check. You listening to Blog Talk Radio, baby, and I love you for it. Mwah.
1: Yeah, we back back with Mr. Mrs. Phoenix. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Hello. you go to sleep on me? <laughs> <laughs> I
3: was like, are we back? I like, couldn't hear for a second.
1: Okay. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: microphone check. Microphone check.
3: Microphone check one two one two. So what's <laughs>
1: up, what's up? What's up for you next? What do you got going on? What's happening this year? What you
2: doing?
3: Oh, so many great things. Um, so I am gonna be touring this year, um, doing a bunch of festivals through the summer, um, hopefully some international stuff again. Um, I'm also working on my next album, um, which we're basically in pre-production for that, um, a couple songs are farther along than others. Um, and I've actually been back, invited back down to Fame Studios uh, in Muscle Shoals to write with some of the Swampers. So that's going to be absolutely incredible um, and just an honor that they would even ask me to do that. So excited for that. Um, I do have another music video that I'm also embarking on. Uh, This one I'm really excited about. Uh, It's going to be called Unsung Hero. And I've actually just embarked on um, this nationwide search for our everyday heroes. So I have people um, sending me submissions um, nominating their heroes. And, and, And again, like an unsung hero is someone who, does, you know, amazing things or heroic things um, or even just, you know, it can be anything from the smallest scale, Just you know, maybe they are someone to talk to when you have no one else or a shoulder to cry on, or maybe they just smile and say hello every morning. It can be the smallest act of kindness, you know, all the way up the scale. So I'm having people nominate their heroes and I'm actually going to be featuring Three people um, in this video and kind of telling their story. So it's, it's a it's a passion my, project.
1: Can I can I nominate myself?
3: Oh my gosh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> please. <laughs> You'd be surprised. I'm a lot sorry. of people do.
2: <laughs> no,
3: for real, a lot of people do. But hey, I mean, yeah, thank uh... you. Think you want. So, yeah, so I'm excited to see what – I've already gotten some incredible stories, and I'm excited to see what else I get um, and hoping that I can – I just want to instill, you know, more positivity and put shed some light on the good things going on around us. So, right. yeah.
1: Right. So tell our listeners where they can go get you, where they can go get your music. Yes. Uh, I know. I had the pleasure of looking at your videos, so I know about everything, girls. So I want them to go see it. The ones that don't know about you, I want them to know about you. So tell them, you know, we got like a minute and a half, so, like, tell them everything about you quickly, when they come get you.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Thank you. So my music, um, my album is called Everything Girl, and it is on Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, Apple Music. Um, it's also on YouTube. You can just go to Fia Nix, it's F-I-A-N-Y-X-X. That's two words, Fia Nix. Um, again, album, Everything Girl, um, my Instagram is where I'm most active um, as far as tour dates, new music releases, um, fun stuff of that nature. And my Instagram handle is Fia Nix Music with an X. So that's Fia, F I A, Nix, N Y X X, music, M U S I X. My Twitter and Facebook are just simply Fia Nix. Um, I'm all over YouTube. You can probably even just type my name in, my channel should come up. Um, but again, Instagram it's vianix Music with an X um, website FiaNix.com. Yeah, you can't you can't miss me.
1: <laughs> yeah, fantastic, Fia, and we want you to definitely come back through and check us out. We're gonna continue to play your music and stuff. And um... thank
2: you so much.
1: You know, and we'll probably be hollering at you about some other opportunities and see how you feel about them. I definitely love your spirit, love your music, and I know it's nothing but great things are going to be happening for you.
3: Ah, uh, thank you so much. I really appreciate it, and I'm so honored to have been on your show. So thank you for having me. Oh,
1: it was our pleasure. And to listen to those that joined us late in about two minutes, This show will be available for world available mm-hmm. worldwide, and you'll be able to hear it in its entirety. And there's uh, no reason for you to miss it, so ask your mama to ask your daddy, ask the milkman across the street to the gardener down there so you'll be able to find a show everywhere so you got no excuse.
2: <laughs> See you next week. Bye. Bye.